What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. Thanks for tuning in to episode 13 of the Life in Motion audio experience. Listen as I chat with Jade McFarlane about her fitness modeling journey and how she finds balance while pursuing her dream to help others as a doctor in physical therapy. Enjoy. Hey guys, I'm here with Jade McFarlane, who is very active in the fitness world. Um, she's a model for Bang Energy. Uh, she's also competed at different shows. And on top of that, she's studying to be uh, a doctor of physical therapy. So I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that between the modeling, the studying, and then staying on top of her own personal brand, that she's found a pretty good way to kind of juggle and balance all the different opportunities that come along with that. Um, But let's go ahead and get into things, Jade. Uh, If you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about yourself, you know, what your story is, where you grew up, kinds of hobbies, those kinds of things. Hi, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me on today. Um, So like you said, I'm Jade. I am currently studying physical therapy right now to get my doctorate here at um, Missouri State University. I came from a small town of 2,000 people in Petersburg, Illinois. I then went on to undergrad at Southern Illinois University, Edwardsville, where I got my bachelor's in exercise science, and then took about nine months off to kind of figure out my life entirely, and then went on to PT school, where now I'm in my second year, and Doing that, working for Bang, which is a supplement company, and then traveling around and enjoying life, basically. <laughs> a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, uh, so how far away is um, the town that you grew up from here? Petersburg. Petersburg. Uh, about six hours. About so six hours. It's thirty minutes away from Springfield, Illinois. So I basically just went from one <laughs> one Springfield to the next. That's awesome. <laughs> now, was that primarily, um, you know? you went to an undergraduate somewhere else, um, what attracted you, to, I mean, we'll get into that a little bit later, but what attracted you to Springfield specifically as far as, like, choosing MSU, or is, is it their program? Did you just want to, you know, yeah. keep it easy, stay within <laughs> another Springfield, or? <laughs> it was all because of the Springfield. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I applied to a lot of different physical therapy schools, about 12, I want to say, and I got interviews at all of them. And after visiting a lot of them, I got waitlisted for a few. I got into this one and then further got into other ones. But this one was a little bit farther away from my undergrad, so it was a further distance from home. I'm very, growing up, we didn't really travel a lot or spend a lot of time outside of our family and too far away. So this got me a little bit more, um, just a little bit more distance to be more independent. Uh, the cost of living here is very affordable. Yes. The school was, I got in-state tuition for living in Illinois, actually. So that's, really? Yeah, MSU is great with neighboring uh, states. Anybody that's a neighboring state and has good grades can get in tuition, that's in-state awesome. tuition. Then the program was really good, and I don't know, everything just kind of lined up, and so I decided to come here. That's awesome. So... Um, and I know you're pretty active. You know, you miss. Uh, you mentioned you, know, you work with Bang Supplement Company. Obviously, you're studying physical therapy. Um, so there's a little bit of a fitness background there. What um, what kind of got you into, I guess, that lifestyle, if you will? Yeah, my dad is an avid lifter, and we have a gym in our basement. So growing up, f- fitness was normal to me. It was. I thought it was part of everybody's life but you know how you grow up in a household and you're like oh this is how everybody lives their life and so that's kind of how I saw it and then I 
we started going to the Arnold Classic. It's in Columbus, Ohio. It's the world's biggest fitness expo. Oh, really? Arnold Schwarzenegger holds it. Um, Arnold Classic, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad went one year with his friend, and then when I was 12, I was like, oh, let me come. Like, I want to experience that. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. And then we went, and then I just fell in love with all the – mostly the girls that I saw there, they were just – all role models to me. They were all put together, took care of themselves, and were all really pretty. And, you know, every young girl's like, oh, you're so pretty, I want to be like you. Uh, so just going to that from 12, 13, 14, all these years got me into the fitness industry. And I saw the girls that competed. And so that got me into competing. And then I got on with Bang, and it just kind of every year as went up from there. And That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. So really just more or less a I guess a product of the environment just like nobody kind of told you to you just kind of found interest and then you kind of got into it so as far as um getting into shows and 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 starting that I guess um you know did you start that while you're still in high school or or when did kind of that start I I don't want to say take it seriously but Mm -hmm. I mean it's pretty I would consider it being a serious thing going to shows so when did that kind of start and how did it start I would say I always thought about it whenever I was 18 and younger, but the cost is, it's quite expensive to compete with getting a coach and doing the meal plan and getting the suit and doing fees and all that. But then once I signed on with Bang when I was 18, 19, then I'm like, okay, I'm with a big company. I have their support. They helped me along the way. And that gave me that little extra push to be like, okay, I'm just going to sign up for one. I paid my dues and I'm like okay no backing out now and then three months went by I did my first one and I didn't I didn't do two on the first ones because I was very new but then I started taking it a lot more seriously probably my junior year of college because my freshman sophomore year I mean I was still new in college and figuring out like what it was like to not live at home and be on my own and then I discovered McDonald's and you know (laughs) you just like don't want to I'm not one to eat out normally but I don't know, I was enjoying college, and yeah. so then I kind of figured out what I want to do with my life and took things a little more professionally and seriously, so then I really cracked down on competing and ended up going to nationals and wow. placing top 10 and a couple national shows and That's pretty went impressive. pro in one organization, so it's <laughs> just like, <laughs> I don't know, once you make one goal, it just motivates you to do the next yeah and then you never want to stop lowering the bar for yourself yeah to say so I so I guess a lot of that is kind of I mean it is competitive but it's also competitive with yourself as well since it's you as an individual it's not it's not like you're with the team I mean you have your right. coach and nutritionist and that kind of stuff but so that's kind of what drove you to do yeah. that it's just you just always want to make yourself yeah. better and better no matter what 100% that's awesome um so so you you said you know back um you know, when, when you're a little bit younger looking into it, that there is a cost of entry as far as, you know, getting a trainer. Um, yeah, I find a nutritionist, I'm, I'm sure obviously there's an entry fee. What, what does that, I mean, what does that look like? I mean, how, I guess what I'm asking is how do you get able to do that? Is that, is like the trainer and that stuff necessary? Like, could you actually just be like by yourself and do it? Or do you need kind of those people to kind of pull the strings as well to get you in these different shows, these opportunities, if that makes sense? Yeah. You don't have to have a coach and you don't have to have someone who writes your meals really. Um, 
you do, I mean, you have to buy the suit and entry fee. Anyone does. Anyone can go up there and compete. So, like, you don't have to know someone to get into a show. Okay. But I found, I did my own diet for the first couple, but at that, when I was 19, I didn't really know a lot about nutrition. Like, now I could probably do my own, just because I'm more knowledgeable about macros and how to break down foods and when to eat them and how they affect you. But no, I don't think you need one, or even if you have a friend that knows somewhat about... I don't like calling it a diet because diets have a bad connotation yeah. with them, but more of like healthy eating or lifestyle. I, I consider it more lifestyle now. Yeah. But you definitely don't, you don't need to have a coach because that's a couple hundred dollars. And uh, it, I mean, it helps that Bang pays part of my cover um, entry. But if it's something you love, you'll make, you'll make, find a way to make it work yeah. at the same time. So like it costs a lot, but I didn't go out to eat all the time. So I saved from that. I didn't. I didn't have really any other hobby. Like, that was my hobby. Like, that's what I saved up for, and that's what I did. Like, other people do photography, and they save up and do all that. Or you can collect cards. Yeah. You know, whatever you want to do, you just, you make it work. It's kind of like a, I mean, it's a passion, like with any passion. You know, you figure out a way to make it work kind of once your your eyes are set on that, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, And now you mentioned that anybody can just go go to different shows. Are there, like, different levels? I mean, you said you competing nationally, getting mm-hmm. pro class, um, all that kind of stuff. Now, to get to that high level, does it start to get, like, invite or you, you know, do so many, like, amateur things and you can then, like, go to the national, if that makes sense? Right, right, Is it yeah. kind of that way, like some other sports as well, or? Yeah, so I did, I began doing shows that are um, drug tested, very natural, 100%, like, no added, anything could be taken, and with an amateur show with that, you can go pro if you get first in your class. Okay. So I started off and did, like, five or six shows with that, and I got my pro... I think I did, like, four or five. And I got my pro card with that, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do NPC, which is non-drug tested. So I don't, I, didn't, I don't take stuff, but it's a harder competition because you're up against people who are not natural. That makes sense, yeah. And I wanted to try that out and see how I did, um, and then... On my first show competing NPC, I got first in my class and won first in the entire bikini, like, group. Yeah. So that just further pushed me to do more. And so nationals, you have to place top three within your class. Okay. So as long as you get top Mm. three, you can go on to nationals. And if you get first at nationals, you go pro in, like, the big bodybuilding world. And that's my goal right now. And I have not given up on that goal, but it's just on a temporary standby because of yeah. school. And then I, so I did a national show in Chicago was my first one, and I got eighth or ninth. And then I went on and did one in Miami, and that was really hard. But I mean, the experience going to the shows is half the experience, and the people that you meet there, like even if you don't place the best, like you know that you brought your best. Yeah. And that's all that matters to me, as long as you know you brought the best you could, and you can't control who else shows up. Yeah. So do you, what what does that preparation look like? I mean, um, you know, obviously the, you know, the obvious preparation, but as far as, like, the timeline for, like, a show, um, I guess how, how often would you, how often are the shows, and how long does it take you to kind of prepare for that? And then kind of what does it look like, you know, the day of a show for somebody mm-hmm like myself, who doesn't really un- or know um, about that. Yeah. I would say I start prep 12 
to 14 weeks out, so about three okay. months. If you're a little more off-season than you planned and have a little bit more to lose, you can start earlier. But I normally start about about 12 weeks out. Just to, I like to slowly make progress down, not do anything drastic. Yeah. Um, so then I, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. So you take like 13 or so weeks out, um, or about three months out, um, and then kind of ease into it. So what is, I guess, is that where that starts, you know, you're on the pretty strict kind of workout regimen, I guess, okay. diet, all that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, it's only, like, woo! <laughs> um, yeah, as I, I'll start doing six meals a day. Okay. Nor, I mean, right now I just kind of intuitively eat, but I'll do six meals a day of carefully constricted macros, like that. Um, carb protein and then I'll start off with roughly 20 minutes of cardio every day and then okay. I'll lift every day and take a day off a week okay so that's like basically the gist where I cut out all eating out um, anything not planned I don't like doing anything processed everything is whole foods I don't even really like taking supplements I'll I'll do that so I'll do I will take supplements up until about two weeks out okay but I just like to be as pure as I can and then once it hits about eight weeks, it'll get a little bit more strict, and I'll start cutting down my calories. And then four weeks, three weeks, it just gets more intense from there. But roughly about three months out is when I just 100% everything's just dedicated. And then and then the actual like the show itself, like that that day. What I mean, is it is it like one round of I guess judging would be the correct word. Is that just or is it like kind of throughout? the day as well. I guess it depends on what categories and whatnot you're in as well. So. Yeah. Normally we get there. So say a show's on a Saturday, we'll get there Friday and check in. You'll get your number. You'll get anything that you may need for competing. You'll get your tan if you're having them do your tan or you can do the tan yourself. Okay. But I personally think it looks better when they do the tan because it's fully covered. And then the show Saturday, you'll. I normally get up at like five and get another layer of tan do hair, makeup, and then we get there at 8 and have a little meeting where all the competitors are in the room, and they'll give you the lineup of, like, what order they're doing at bodybuilding, men's physique, or bikini, like, wherever you are throughout the line, then they'll do pre-judging in the morning, and then you'll have a couple hours in between, and then they'll have a night show where that's when a lot of um, people who want to watch will come. Spectators, yeah. Yeah, spectators. And they'll come wa watch the whole presentation of who got what place and so the last part they're not judging you at all it's only in the morning okay the last part is more for fun and you yeah know, you do a little tea walk and say hi to the crowd and get your trophy and it's fun to get to go eat a burger or something yeah i was gonna say <laughs> probably pretty happy to, to shout out at that point yeah um so where are the different places that you've traveled for shows or like how like I don't know, what's the farthest you've been? Where's right. where's your favorite place that you've been maybe or Oh goodness. They're I mean, they're all incredible. I've been to Michigan and Chicago and local places like Illinois, but then my favorite trip was to New York, New Jersey area. Okay. And then the week after I went to Miami. <laughs> that was like not bad. Crazy because I wasn't gonna do the show was in New York, but we flew into New York because we wanted to say that we've been to New York before. Yeah. And my dad and I went. So we got there and, like, <laughs> took this big big ordeal night. We got there at, like, 10 at night and then ended up in Manhattan somehow. 
at one in the morning. <laughs> I had to get up at five the next oh, morning. Man. Got to our hotel at three, and we're like, "What is going on?" I got two hours of sleep, and then went to the show at eight a.m. Spent all day there, and then got on an airplane at like six a.m. the next morning. So I was in like New York, New Jersey area for a whole like thirty six hours. <laughs> Came home for a week and then went to Miami, and it. <laughs> I mean, it was crazy, but looking back, it's probably the best yeah. experience I think I've like ever had because <laughs> it was so unplanned and incredible. <laughs> I'd say it's taking advantage of the situation. You, know, you got a little bit of time. Was yeah. You know, see what you can find out. Right yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then kind of, I know that's transitioned too now. Um, like you working with Bang Energy, um, as I guess more of like a, a rep for them or a model for them as well. How did, and I know they, they helped you with your shows as well, as you mentioned, how did that kind of start? Was that just, you know, relationships that you made at these shows? You know, did you just kind of reach out to them randomly or kind of what did, how did that happen? I met Bang at first was at the Arnold Classic. I actually met a girl that's just like me now. Like I'm one of the model, one of the athletes right now. And I met a girl just like me at the booth when I was 12. And every year that I went back, I would talk to her and just kept in contact with her throughout the years. And then when I turned 18, I ran into Jack, the CEO, and he didn't know that I was in contact, like friends with this other model. And he's like, you. I'm like, oh, okay. And I didn't know who he was. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, you need to apply to be on our team. And I'm like, Okay, and so I got the info, and my dad's like, do you know who that was? And I'm like, no. He's like, that's the CEO of the entire company. And I'm like, what? That's so and crazy. He, like, asked me to, to apply. So I got the information from, my like, my other friend that's, like, on the team, and I just sent them some, my resume, basically, and some things about me, why I wanted to be on the team, and six months later, they sent me a contract, and that was five years ago. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's, that's not a bad story. <laughs> yeah, and so it's been really cool to see them grow because there was a while where we almost went under because it's hard to start a company and keep it going. And Oh, yeah, so I'm sure, especially in the kind of that industry yeah, as well. a lot of competition with other brands. And so they're like a second family to me. They've helped me through so much. And I I believe they're one of the reasons why I've gotten so far in life because they just keep it keeps pushing you and motivating you. You see other girls accomplishing different goals and you're like I want to be like that so I don't know I love them they're yeah they play they have a place in my heart that's awesome <laughs> well and it sounds like kind of like you you said since they've been around you know they've had their pitfalls and struggles but you guys kind of help grow each other or grow with each other I'm sure you know mm -hmm. help each other grow at the same time so it's yeah, probably fun to be a part of that so what what all goes along as far as like being I mean obviously being an athlete for them doing shows, but as far as like outside of that, like I know you just were out West um, a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. for that. Like what kind of other opportunities come up with being able to rep them and be a part of their team? Right. They, well, they sent us to big expos all around the country. So as long as you're in good standing with them and representing them solely and not going with other brands at the same time, like, yeah. um, I guess lo loyalty. Yeah. With them. Uh, stay in good shape, then they'll they'll pick you to go to these big expos. And well, some of them are small, some are big. It's just where 
companies will come set up a booth and you just give out free samples. It's a way to get your name out there and then a chance for regular people to try the products and get a little inspired by the fitness world. When you're, when you're surrounded by it, it just, you're influenced by what you're surrounded yeah. by. It's a great experience. So they've sent me to Arizona, Phoenix. Okay. I did that a couple months ago, Dallas, on to LA um, in January for an expo. And then, yeah, last weekend I was in Las Vegas. Not bad. <laughs> Las Vegas was another one of the bigger ones, aside from the Arnold in Columbus, Ohio. The Olympia is what it's called in okay. Las Vegas. Is those two battled for like the biggest ones, and it was just incredible. Ten hour day of just dancing and getting to know people and giving them stuff, and it's cool that throughout the years, I I go to a lot of these expos, the same ones every year, and you see the same people coming to the expo, yeah. and you get to know just random people from the city, and you find them on Instagram, and you keep in contact with them, and I don't know, it's cool that all the people you meet and. Every time you go to a show, all the girls, all of the models are from random places in the country. So some of my best friends are out of California. They're out of North Carolina. They're out of Texas or Chicago or everywhere. Like, none of them are close, but everyone is so true and genuine on the team that whenever you go back to whatever expo you're at, like, it's like you never left. You just, you're back with your best friends. and Yeah, so it's like a family. You know, if you have an aunt that lives, you know, across the state, <laughs> you go see her once a year or whatever. Yeah. It's like, you know, kind of been a part of that. That's awesome. Um, let's see. Yeah, so it sounds like you, you travel a lot with um, Bang um, as well. But now let's kind of jump into, you know, all, after all this, this traveling with, you know, with shows, with, with Bang, going to other shows and expos and whatnot. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier, you're also uh, a student, mm-hmm. uh, at Missouri State, um, studying to be a doctor of physical therapy, um, I, and that's a graduate program as well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm sure is tough by itself. I had just a simple <laughs> undergraduate marketing degree, um, so kudos for that in the first place, but there's, you know, there's a lot of things that go with, into fitness that obviously you could choose, you know, there's an nutritional aspect, there's strength and conditioning and all that stuff. What what kind of what made you want to go towards the physical therapy side of things of of I guess the I don't know, of the fitness world? Right. I I knew that I wanted to work with the body as my career, but at first I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I could I mean I could do personal training, but I don't know. I liked it and I love helping people meet their goals, but something wasn't there that really struck my heart and then I thought about being a doctor just of medicine but I didn't like that I only got to see the patient for five minutes and then it was over and you maybe see them once again so then I actually changed my um major in undergrad because I was pre-med and then I discovered physical therapy but I love physical therapy because it's very selfless for myself and I all I get to do is help people who can't I mean they lost something that they could do in getting to just give yourself and do everything you can to bring them back yeah like some people lose the ability to walk and they may think I'm never gonna walk again and just getting I'm so passionate about it I love it (laughs) but like getting them back on their feet and them coming in and be like oh my gosh I walked up four steps today or like little things like that that we take for granted yeah 
just getting to give that to people every day, and I just that's yeah, awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, well, actually, that's a good. Qu- so okay, so how long? So I don't really know how it's structured, but so how long have I guess you been actually working with people? I guess if that makes it's like obviously there's classwork and and that kind of stuff as well, studying. Um, but as far as, you know, actually helping somebody that can't walk upstairs or whatever, how, how long mm-hmm. has that been? Or well, is that, or maybe that's throughout the whole time. I don't know. Right. Some programs aren't throughout the whole time. One of the reasons why I do love our program, though, is because our first semester, not our first semester, like not like the summer, but fall, we have a clinic inside of MSU. Okay. And we, they get, they, we get the chance to be in there once a week working with people, whether they've had a stroke or whether they've just had a musculoskeletal injury, a knee problem, hip, any problem there is, we've gotten a chance to like start getting our feet wet and working hands-on and getting the nerves under control whenever you're working with them. So that's been since the third month of school. But then I went on my first clinical uh, over the summer. I went to Denver okay. for four weeks to work like full-time in a clinic. And it was a clinic attached to an urgent care. And it was, okay. we took care of all urgent care people and anyone who had a worker's uh, work-related injury. And that, it was so great getting to work full-time and just, like, only get to do that every day and not have to study every day. (laughs) So, and then I'll go on my next one for six weeks uh, in a couple, I'll leave in a couple weeks and I'll be in Rolla, near Rolla area, Missouri. So, so with, so with your experience, well, I guess, you know, in Denver and the other experiences, do you have, like, a favorite story, like, I'm sure it's, kind of hard maybe to pick once they're all obviously special in their own way but like something that's just like crazy that you didn't know well, I, I don't know if you know what I'm trying to ask you know I do have like kind of a patient that I can't I give up too much because of yeah right you know but um there was one where I I always look forward to working with patients there's never like someone that I'm like oh I don't want to work with them like I'm always very willing and love love to work with everyone but there is one individual where at first he was a lot bigger than me and I had a lot of I had a hard time doing mobile like hands-on work with him and I could tell that I don't know if he didn't trust because I was so small that I could handle all of this work and so the first session was a little rough to say the least and both of us were kind of like ah but he came in the next time and I remember thinking I'm like I'm gonna have to work with him again and I hate I hated that I thought that because I'm like, I should not ever think that. And then the next time he came in, he was feeling better. He's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what you did, but it worked. <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. And we ended up being best friends. That's awesome. And it was great. And so like, even whenever you have a trouble patient or a bad day at work, as long as you give it everything you've got and do absolutely the best that you can, it'll it'll pay off later. Yeah. So you may, you're going to have your rough days and... You're going to think, oh, this treatment isn't going to work. Like, I'm not doing my job. I'm not helping them. But then in the long run, like, they do get better. It's, and yeah. it, it always it always works out. You become friends. Kind of see that progression. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and then you mentioned the the rotations um, and, and you being in, uh, in Denver this summer or whatnot. Do obviously that's a requirement I'm sure for the degree but do you get to pick where you go does MSU tell you where you go do you have to apply to where you want to go like Mm -hmm. what does that look like for our program we do get to pick to an extent some schools will just place you randomly but 
I saw that Denver was on there. Most people stayed pretty local because a lot of people don't want to do the big traveling, but the way I see it, after experiencing travel, just getting to go different places, I'm like, I'm going to take advantage of yeah, definitely. going to different, completely different locations that I've never been before to just experience it because I don't know where I want to live when I grow up. Yeah, well. <laughs> or when I graduate. Um, so I, Denver is a big city, and I've never lived in a big city. And it was very outside of my comfort zone. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go somewhere that I have never experienced. And because I, I feel like those are the times when you grow the most. Yeah. You personally grow the most. So I put that as my number one place that I'd like to go. And I got accepted. And so I just moved to Denver for four weeks. And it was very different. Was it worth Did you like it? Yes. I love Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> I hiked any possible time that I could. I just love that everyone in Colorado is interested in themselves and into keeping themselves healthy and there's bike lanes everywhere and there's healthy yeah. like produce everywhere and it's really good vibes everywhere and people are friendly and like I took public transport everywhere I went and that's kind of no worries complete. about it. I, yeah, I was a little worried at first because I've never done it before. I've been in a taxi once yeah. so now I'm taking the bus every day into the city. So I was nervous at first, but I wrote it one time. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Everyone's, no one's going to do yeah. anything bad. And I made friends on the bus, and I got to walk downtown by the Union Station every day. And it was, in, it was an incredible experience, for that's, sure. That's awesome. A little busy, but yeah. <laughs> Denver is a busy city. <laughs> I'm sure. I've never, I have not been to Colorado or, or Denver or anything like that. No? but. Uh, I need to. Um, if I can get across the drive of Kansas, which I heard is terrible. <laughs> Sorry to any Kansas people. Um, is is the is it really that hard to breathe up there? Like, isn't that the city that like the Mile mm-hmm. High city? Yeah. Can, can I, you notice that? Like, just like do I do. Like, yeah. just like you know, just like we are sitting here. Would you notice it there, or is it only if you're doing like some physical like activity? I or both. Just sitting. No, I actually just did a presentation in school like about the effect of high altitude versus low altitude and how it affects you. There is a lot less oxygen up there, and, like, the higher you go, there is less oxygen. So with any physical exertion, I felt it. And I was there for four or five weeks, and I still wasn't acclimated yet. Really? And I pushed myself a little bit too hard sometimes when I was hiking. But, I mean, as long as you have your water and take things a little bit slower, yeah, you shouldn't be worried, like, at all. As long Just don't do a hike that you're – you wouldn't normally do here. Yeah. <laughs> like, take it slow and drink water. Go with a friend. Tell someone where you are if you are alone. Um, but not like sitting there. No. You know, but like, when I first got out of my car to unload my stuff, I was like winded. The bags and yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, I was when I got inside. I'm like, I need to sit down for a second. And That's funny. No, I, I mean, it totally makes sense though. Because I guess you just get more like lightheaded because of the yeah. lack of oxygen. Yeah, and you're fatigued, but. It doesn't last yeah. crazy long, and I love Colorado, so <laughs> completely worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'll have to add that to my list. <laughs> yes. Um, so, so now for the big question: How do you, how do you find your your time uh, to balance between the modeling, between school, between shows, um, the traveling that comes with both of those, whether that's going through rotation or going to an expo mm-hmm. um, in Las Vegas? How do you how do you handle all that? Like that, that could be stressful for a lot of people, I would think. So it can be, but time management is really big and 
basically what I do is every single day I allow a little bit of time for everything. Like I make myself either stay for an hour, do a little bit of cardio or lift or do something outside for like an hour and then give myself an, at least an hour a day to just rewind and calm down or reflect on the day. So yeah, what I, I just take everything day by day a little bit, a little bit, and then I don't think about the future too much. Like, I otherwise it'll start to stress me out yeah. and it'll, it gets to you. So I just believe in myself and trust that I'm literally doing everything that I can. I put in the time, I put in the effort. I don't just talk and be like, oh, like this didn't work out. But really, it's up to you to make it happen. So as long as you put in the effort and the time, like it, sometimes it's hard to give up. Oh, my friends are going out. Like I would like to go with them. But I have this thing coming up in a week. I need to make, prioritize. And yeah. It's, it's being professional about a lot. You don't have to be professional, I guess. But just managing everything. And like if you want it bad enough, you'll make it work. And say you go on a trip and you have a test on Monday. You could sleep on the plane, but instead you study on the plane. Or, yeah. Um, you want to you have a show coming up, but you have a test coming up also. You just study while you're doing cardio. Or you watch YouTube videos while you're doing cardio. You just manage to do, like, all of it at one time, basically. <laughs> and, yeah, just not thinking too much about the future because you can't forget to live for today also. Yeah. So a lot of focus and a lot of self-discipline. Yes. Um, yeah. Sounds like a good mixture of yeah. that. Um, and I like the, the tr not, I mean, you know what's ahead, of course, but not stressing yourself out about that because that's a big right. thing too. Like, oh my gosh, I have this thing in a week and right. then whatever you're doing that day is just kind of all screwed up and out of whack. So right. I definitely understand that. Yeah, and as long as you do the work, it's all going to work out. I believe that in the end, we all end up where we're supposed to with the, re with the people you're supposed to and... You know, you can only control so yeah. much. <laughs> that, yeah, that's true. You, there's no uh, no need in kind of worrying and stressing about things that you can't control, definitely. Mm -hmm. And kind of with that and kind of what you're, you're um, kind of just said, you know, your Instagram messaging, like as far as your captions and stuff um, and all that stuff is really super positive. Um, if you guys go through <laughs> and read it, um, kind of just a, a good mindset for handling everything. Why... And, and it seems like you kind of push that kind of hard, not push it, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of your stuff, is that, that's all about that. Why do you think that's important for not only you to do that, but also other people to um, kind of kind of see that, if that makes sense? Yeah, I definitely like to spread positivity because I know myself, and I am very influenced by what I'm surrounded by or what I read. Like, I put myself into whatever I'm reading or into the people, if I listen to their stories, I put myself into that. And if it's negative it just kind of like it brings me down a little bit not saying it's not okay to be a little down sometimes it's perfectly okay like I'm very real on my posts and when I'm struggling I'll be like yes I'm struggling today I'm trying to make the best of it but putting out that positive message it might give someone that little bit of positivity that they need or that little push to go out into public or like sometimes I get like that I'm like I don't want to leave my bedroom yeah <laughs> and you just need a little bit of push or even if it's an inviting caption be like tell me how your day is going it it lets someone message you maybe they need someone to talk to yeah. and I've had people reach out to me just sometimes you need to talk it's okay if it's a stranger like I'm always here to talk to anyone and I just think being positive is a good way to go because 
it promotes happiness and everyone likes to be happy. <laughs> That's awesome. No, that, that makes sense. And it's cool that you're so open to that as well as far as, you know, you know, people like reaching out to you, um, you know, if they have whatever problem or, or looking for some kind of advice or whatever that you're, yeah. that you'll, um, do that. Cause I know that, I mean, it obviously means a big deal to a lot of people, you know, when you reach out to, to different people, and if you don't always get a response, it's kind of like, oh, okay, uh-huh. especially yeah. if they are and, you know, bummed out for whatever reason or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So then, so then going into that, what is, what is one small thing that kind of we all can do, um, you know, each day kind of to help, um, kind of promote that positivity, help encourage others, like, you know, obviously there's so much crazy stuff going along or all around. Um, but what is that one little thing that you think that could help? Um, I guess that. Right. I would say just give a friendly compliment to one person a day or do one selfless act a day, whether it's be like, oh, your shirt looks nice or comment on someone's posts. You're killing it. I love your goals. Don't be like, Oh, your goals, but be like, you're putting in such great work, you're motivating me. Something meaningful, not just like, oh, I want to be like you, but go out of your way to make a purposeful comment to someone, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because it may not mean a lot coming from you, but to them, a random person telling them, oh, your hair looks nice, it maybe they're feeling self-conscious that day, and that little bit helps boost them, or... I don't know. Do something that is just a small bit of your time a day and tell someone or reach out to a family member and be like, hey, I really appreciate you. Thank you for everything you do. Just something small because day by day it adds up and the, it means a lot to those people. So Yeah. No, that, that, that's, yeah, that's, that was me. That's perfect. I mean, not, not only not only you're help, helping others feel better, but, um, you know, there's, there's a self listness to that but there's also a selfishness to that because it makes you feel good too and make you wanting to continue yeah. to do that um which i think that's a good time to be selfish um, I'll, <laughs> I'll throw that out there the that's my time. opinion <laughs> um so and then um kind of before we, we wrap things up um what you know for anybody that's kind of um you know might be currently following um or maybe wants to follow a similar journey as you have you know, through the shows of modeling or the schools or juggling all three, what's what's one piece of advice that you could offer to somebody that's kind of going down that similar path? I would say to never set the bar too high. Like, don't let don't let yourself limit yourself. So there is endless possibilities in the world, and just because you come from a low income family or you live in a certain part of the country or don't have a huge following online or whatever. Don't let that limit what you can do. Like, never tell yourself that you can't do something because you would have told me 15 years ago or where I'd be right now, I would be like, no way. <laughs> so, like, never never set a limit for yourself. Like, the sky is the limit. Even then, it's not the limit because you could be an astronaut. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't make any, don't make small goals, basically. Like, don't. Tell yourself you can't do something because you're possible of everything. Yeah, just kind of um, push your push your boundaries, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. Accomplish one thing and then set the next. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, where um, where can people find you online? Uh, see what you're up to. 
um, see where you're traveling to next, see, you know, next rotation, all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. I have an Instagram. It's at jadafox4, J-A-D-A-F-O-X-4. <laughs> I had a, spelling is hard. No worries. <laughs> um, my Facebook is for family only, but there's always Instagram. You could email me if you ever have questions. It's jade.mcfarland at yahoo.com. Um, other than that, you can always reach out to me on Instagram. I'm always welcome to new friends and meeting new people. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you again for coming on and kind of telling a little bit about your story and kind of what you all what you have going on between um, everything you're juggling. So best of luck thank with you. the rest of this semester, um, <laughs> your next rotation coming up, and any other shows that are in the future. So thanks again. Well, thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Hey, guys. I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.